Today, we're talking about monumental elections in Turkey, Zelensky's offensives, death on the subway, and other top news for Monday, May 15th. Stay informed while remaining focused on Christ with the pour-over. Here's the verse of the week. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. John chapter 14, verse 3. Let's get started with some espresso shots. All 600 parliament seats and the presidency were up for election in Turkey yesterday. Incumbent President Tayyip Erdogan is seeking a controversial third term. During his tenure, Turkey has moved from a relatively secular Islamic nation to a more hardline Islamic state. Erdogan faces fierce opposition after cracking down on the Kurdish people in eastern Turkey and over his response to this year's deadly earthquakes, but his camp isn't empty. He also distributed gifts in the weeks before the vote, promising free gas to Turkish citizens, raising some workers' salaries, and even declaring that Turkey struck oil. With no official results declared, it seemed last night that Erdogan and his opponent Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu will head to a May 28th face-off election. Erdogan's coalition, however, appears on track to become the largest bloc in parliament, as expected. Voting is an important and powerful way to create change around the globe. However, as Christians, our hope is never contingent on the outcome of an election or the success of a political party. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Ukrainian President Zelensky has been touring European allies, including Germany and France, after announcing that Ukraine needs more time before launching its much-anticipated counteroffensive. Zelensky has requested more aid and made public reassurances that Ukraine has no plans to attack Russian territory following the drone attack on the Kremlin, which Russia blames on Ukraine. Meanwhile, new leaks show that Zelensky has suggested more aggressive moves, like occupying Russian villages and bombing oil pipelines in private meetings with his generals. Western leaders are worried that attacks on Russian territory could cause the war to spread. Zelensky also popped in to the Vatican, meeting with Pope Francis, who volunteered to be an intermediary in peace negotiations. The Vatican says the two discussed Ukraine's humanitarian and political situation provoked by the ongoing war. Our response to things outside of our control, like the diplomatic relationships of world powers, should reflect our faith in Christ and be an encouragement to others. In the face of anxiety-inducing news, seek to reflect the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. On Friday, former Marine Daniel Penny was charged with second-degree manslaughter in the death of Jordan Neely. A viral video from May 1st shows Penny putting Neely, a 30-year-old man who was homeless, in a chokehold on a New York City subway. Neely lost consciousness and was not able to be resuscitated. Penny and his attorneys say that he acted to protect himself and other passengers from Neely. Neely's family and attorneys say he did not pose a threat to anyone. His death has sparked protests and counter-protests. Protesters and advocacy groups say Neely's death highlights issues with how homelessness and mental illness are treated in this country, as well as reshining the spotlight on race relations. Others hail Penny as a good Samaritan. Nearly $2 million has been donated to his defense fund. 
Jesus showed compassion when people expected rejection, gentleness when people expected anger, and love when people expected hate. Regardless of your views on this story, let your life display the compassion of Christ. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. This episode is sponsored by Haya. Guess what is non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine? We guessed water, and were correct, booyah, but today's answer is Haya. Haya is the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin created by two dads tired of children's vitamins that cause more problems than they solve. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets, without the added sugar and gummy junk found in other brands. But it also checks one more very important box. Even picky eaters love the taste. So parents, get 50% off your first order with code POURROVER when you try Haya today. That's code P-O-U-R-O-V-E-R, no spaces. Find the link in our show notes. In other brews, here's a rapid round of updates. Embattled Washington Commander's owner, Dan Snyder, has agreed to sell the NFL franchise to an ownership group led by Josh Harris for a record $6 billion. Harris also owns the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers. Snyder is facing investigations for claims of workplace harassment and financial misconduct, among other things. NFL owners still need to approve the deal. An untitled book with no image and a to-be-announced author hit number one on Amazon after speculation that it was a memoir by Taylor Swift. Turns out, it's actually about K-pop band BTS. The release date is July 9th, last kiss day for Swifties, and also the day the official BTS army was founded. Israel and Palestinian Islamic Jihad militants have reached a truce after five days of fighting in Gaza and Israel. At least 10 civilians and 6 jihad commanders were killed during the conflict. Egypt brokered the ceasefire, which has been praised by the international community, but also described as fragile. Elon Musk announced that he's naming Linda Yaccarino the new CEO of Twitter. Yaccarino was plucked from the nest at NBC Universal, where she's generated billions in ad revenue as the head of advertising. As Twitter CEO, she'll focus primarily on business operations, while Musk transitions to executive chairman and chief technology officer, focusing on product design and new technology. If you hoped to be in the room where it happened for June 11th's Tony Awards, change of plans. The live ceremony has been canceled due to the writer's strike. Producers are expected to either pre-record a scaled-down ceremony or postpone until the strike ends, giving nominees like Samuel L. Jackson and Jessica Chastain more time to prepare their speeches. That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, give us a five-star rating and drop a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell to never miss a new episode. We appreciate your support and hope you have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday. Today's episode is sponsored by The Compelled Podcast. What would you do if you came face-to-face with a murderer sent to kill you for being a Christian? For Virginia Prodan, that question isn't hypothetical. Virginia was a small, petite attorney defending Christians in court in communist Romania. And she was really good. 
So good, in fact, she caught the attention of the communist regime. One day, a tall, muscular man walked into her office, closed the door, and pulled out a gun. He barked, shut up, sit down, I'm here to kill you. Virginia was face to face with a trained assassin. What happened next would surprise both of them. Listen to Virginia's entire story on the Compelled podcast. Virginia is on episode 31, which is titled, He Came to Kill Me. Listen on your podcast app or at compelledpodcast.com. That's C-O-M-P-E-L-L-E-D podcast.com.